Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This week on the Marketers Report, Patrizio Spagnoletto, Global Chief Marketing Officer, Direct to Consumer for Warner Brothers Discovery, weighs in on building trust. Trust is a really hard thing to build and a really easy thing to destroy. And we have to be very respectful about that. Our partnership with iHeart has really helped us build that trust and that relationship with the on-air talent. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the data you need to grow. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. Welcome to a Celtic State of Mind. It's Sunday. I'm Paul John Dykes. I'm joined today by Russell Boyce. We're here. It's the final day of the season. A lot of people might have thought, Russell, that was a few weeks back. Our season ended last October, I think. But today, Celtic <laughs> woman might actually clinch the league. We're going to go for a win. If we win, we're in the Champions League spot. Virtue of a second place finish. If Rangers beat Glasgow City and Celtic beat Motherwell, we win the league. So all the white blazers are out. Russell, how are you feeling about today's game? I'm excited. I think uh, I think to be honest, we'd much rather be in Celtic's position than either of the other two. Obviously, uh, Rangers are desperate to get in that Champions League as well. So there's a lot to play for because they need to play on the assumption we drop points today. Do you know what I mean? So they need to play. They need to go for the juggler 
And it's, you know, two of the top three teams head to head. We've got our business taken care of when it comes to that regard already. So Celtic are in a, a very favourable favorable position right now. Whilst it's still not in our hands completely, I think Celtic's position right now is, is just a wee bit more comfortable in the stomach because we've nothing to lose, you know? I think I think you're right. I imagine going into this this last weekend of fixtures, and you're trying to look at the kind of pressure levels of all the different uh, teams who are still in with a shout, and you think that well, you know what, there could be an upset. We will be looking for Rangers to do us a wee favour, but that's fine. I want to talk about the fact that you're sitting there with a very natty blazer on, and there is also one over my left shoulder. <laughs> I'm going to tell you the wee story about this as well. But this is all about the journey, I think, Russell. And this isn't contrived, by the way. This is the journey that guys like you and I have been on this season as well. Agreed. Celtic woman, for me, um, I saw... Uh, you know the the coverage maybe on the Celtic website, maybe in the the Celtic View, but it's not something that was fully invested in, for reasons probably um, beyond even explanation. It's just it never ever came on my radar. To be honest with you, Russell, yeah. it was there was no disrespect there, uh, but this season's been completely different, and I think a massive part of that is actually there's been a, a bit of a link and a bit of a bond with Fran Alonso. He's just got this charismatic aura about him that you completely buy into what he's trying to do here. First time I seen him. First time I seen him, I said, what is that he's wearing at the side? And then it's not, I mean, obviously that's just something that, you know, that's a visual thing. But then it was, uh, what, what the joy is of some of the coverage you get, Paul, is the fact that there's, there's commentary, but it's like there's not any fans there at this point. So you could hear him on the touchline. Even if you couldn't see him in some games, you can hear him. He never shuts up, which is a brilliant thing, which is obviously something that was lacking in the men's team. But again, as I've said before, maybe constant comparisons to the, the men's side of things is you know, unfair because you know they've done so well in their own right. Um, but what I think the, the, the key is that Fran's done is he is represented on the pitch. Mm-hmm. No, right. thing, albeit they're no all in white blazers like which would be really funny but <laughs> well that that takes us back remember the FA Cup Liverpool were playing in remember the Spice Boys Jer- yeah. Jamie Redknapp right. <laughs> Neil Ruddock and all that and it was the old get up the thing with the, the white suit let's talk about it right because we've, we've, there was a whole series of uh, different kind of scenarios and, and we were watching the game we were hooked on the Fran Alonso charisma we were looking at the, the men's team and thinking we're not actually getting much of that at the moment because they're sitting there with their arms folded, with their feet up, not even speaking to each other in the dugout. Um, so there was a, a combination of different things that brought us to this point where we properly bought in uh, to a women's team. And I've got to apologise that I've never done it before. Uh, yeah. As I say, there was no other reason um, than... Possibly we were we were totally intoxicated with what Celtics men's team were doing, but this is a Celtic state of mind, so it doesn't matter if it's the men's team, the women's team, or next season the Colts team. We'll be covering the the games and everything that happens. Now on the bulletin during the week, if there's developments with the women's team, we discuss it, and then when we're doing the coverage of the women's games, we can discuss mm-hmm. a few bits and bobs because one or two things have happened over the last few days at Celtic. But before we do that, Russell, this jacket to my left, right? You've said to me if we win the league, I'm going to have to put it on for the full time. I've I agreed think that's to that. A deal, mate. I've agreed to that. I've already had a text for the missus saying I have to pick up X, Y and Z, as they do uh, on my way home. I'll just be wearing it into Tesco as well. I think yes, it'll, go, it'll go all right with this kind of shady pink. 
What do you reckon? <laughs> that <would> kill me. <laughs> Why not? Kill, I tell you what, I know the Tesco you shop in, Paul, so I'll meet you outside in the car park. We'll, we'll go together. together. Brilliant. <laughs> But we need to have separate trolleys or we'll get thrown out. Now, aye, aye. <laughs> just, just before we actually do our wee broadcast from the stadium, because we have managed once again to infiltrate the big gates of the stadium and we're inside virtue of Colin Watt, who I think had to break in to get in, but we'll hear all about that in a minute. This jacket to my left, this actually appeared in a big budget movie. We had to buy this on auction, Russell. We all chipped in. <laughs> the, hey, the Axon team all chipped in and we've bought this jacket, right? It was worn in the, the Rowan Atkinson movie, Johnny English, by none other than John Malkovich. And it now belongs to you, Russell Boyce. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. It's a beautiful garment. Look at it. It's stunning. Absolutely Look. beautiful, mate. It's it's just, and again, I just think the fact that we're going to these lengths over things like that, it just takes something iconic to capture the imagination and then the beauty of Alonso as well has been you know I was lucky enough to do one of the press conferences thanks to your good self I know Colin's been to one Natasha's been to one and all of us have came away with the exact same feedback of him warmth humility Mm -hmm. total passion and you know what a good knowledge of the game as well he's got a complete vision of where he's going with this and there's just nothing not to buy into right now with the the Celtic ladies team and he's whilst he's down a lot uh, down to that a lot of the a lot of the credit's got to go to the players in the park who are representing his ideas and his tactics perfectly on the pitch just now. You're spot on. Now, I can see, um, it's not on the screen at the moment, but I can see when other people are in the waiting room to come into the broadcast studio. And I think somebody's just trying to throw Colin Watt out of the stadium because it was one of the moments where the camera was just, you know, pointing up at the sky and then down on the turf. So I'm going to try and get him in as soon as he's back on his seat. There he is, he's smiling, so I think he's ready to come in. He's giving me the thumbs up. Here he is at the game. Colin Watt, how does it feel to be in the stadium? I've got to say, gents, it's a bit of a surreal experience to be here today. Um, I think a lot of people have been very unfortunate this season, um, and we've been very lucky to get access in. Uh, meeting some nice people from other uh, Celtic fan media as well, which is great, and some of the mainstream media here too. But I tell you what, gents, it's a lovely afternoon for a game of football, and here's hoping for the three points for the girls today. Now, obviously, Colin, we cannot ask you to show us any of the action because it's going to be streamed on the BBC website. They've got the rights to the game, uh, so we can't show the goals, etc. But what's happening at the moment? Are the teams there? Are they just arrived? I'm trying to look at the, the Twitter page. They've not given us a team line yet. Have you had any idea of the team lines, Colin? No, we haven't seen the, the team line yet. I'll just set that here so that you can see that the girls are currently warming up. Um, it does look as if Rachel Johnson will start in goal again, but I haven't seen the team line yet. It, as you said, it was a bit of a kerfuffle getting in, but uh, thanks to everyone here at the Tennycar Stadiums for sorting that one out. Um, no, we've not seen that one yet, but I'm looking around. It doesn't look as if there is many people that aren't in the squad that were in the squad for the last game against Motherwell. Mm. Uh, Fran Alonso also looking very sharp on the touchline. He's following Russell with the white suit jacket, so he's clearly up for this one. Yes. Too. Well, Colin, it would appear that you're the only one not wearing the white blazer, mate, and I would have happily given you John Malkovich had you only asked. <laughs> um, now, when we're looking at this, for anyone who's maybe not bought in so far to the Celtic women's team, give us a wee update, Colin, on what today means. What are the possible outcomes of results going our way or not today? 
Yeah, so there's massive connotations to today's game. What we're looking for, first and foremost, is three points for the girls. Three points secures Champions League football for next season, which for the first season that the girls will be full-time is an incredible achievement. And then after that, we're looking for favours from our friends across the city. Um, if Rangers do go beat Glasgow City today, it goes down to goal difference. And we're hoping that Celtic playing a slightly weaker Motherwell side will be able to close in. We saw them win 10-0 last week. Who knows what the scoreline may be today, but it has to be a victory for Rangers to have any chance of the league title. Even a draw isn't good enough, but first and foremost, the focus here today is on three points, securing Champions League football, and anything else above that is an absolute bonus. Colin, could you flip it, as Russell likes to say? Let's have a look at your beautiful face, and uh, we'll continue uh, We'll continue with this uh, conversation. If you get wind of the team before we do, Colin, give us a shout. We're just refreshing the Twitter page as we speak. As we say, the game is going to be shown live on the BBC website. Um, talk to us also, Colin, about your kind of journey with the, the women's team because I've, I've admitted I, you know take me back six months I had no knowledge whatsoever I probably would have struggled to name two or three of the, the women's uh, players I knew about Alonso but I didn't know what we had in Fran Alonso what about yourself how have you kind of fallen for the game I think it's one of those slow burners um, with the women's game. It's the odd clip that you see here and there, and I think over time, as there has been more and more footage available to fans, you can see that there's more fans wanting to get involved. Already this week I had a couple of people messaging me because we were hoping we might be able to see fans in the stadium this week, um, looking at how they could buy tickets. But for me, it's been over the last kind of three or four seasons, and then the more focus has been put on as the, the team turns professional. Um, and, as I said, we're looking to get more media focus on this. This, as you say, is live on BBC Sports Scotland's website. There's a game on BBC Alaba as well. But you're hoping that next season going forward we'll see more games on the BBC, we'll see more games on Celtic TV and it'll get more and more fans involved. Well, Colin, enjoy the, the pre-match. Enjoy the, the uh, lead-up to the to kick-off. We are going to get you back in at half-time and again at full-time. Um, and hopefully the, the teams will be announced very, very soon. Back in the old studio on the socials, Russell and I will talk about all things Celtic until the team is announced. But uh, well done for getting in the stadium, Colin. We'll catch up with you soon, pal. Take care, guys. Keep up with good luck. There he is. He's at the game. Russell, that's a big thing. It's been a, a huge kind of development for a Celtic state of mind. We've been at a few games now, uh, a couple yeah. of the women's games. And um, we were at the Hibs game. Don't know if you noticed that. There, was, uh, there wasn't much mentioned about that on Twitter, eh, when no, we got into no, Easter no, Road. No, we at the Hibs game. Celtic are unbelievable, Paul. Incredible. They can even get me press accreditation for Hibs. It's great. Um, so, yes, we are making strides. We're trying to, to bring as much quality as we possibly can to a Celtic state of mind. But the reason that we're able to do that is because people have been tuning in all season. It's been a disappointing season, Russell. But the amount of people that tune in on a daily basis is actually quite humbling. And we get loads and loads of uh, DMs. We get a lot of emails. We get a lot of messages from well-wishers. And a lot of people who it's their go-to at 12.30, I don't know how that's going to, to pan out once we get back to kind of normal life and everybody back in their offices and at their workplaces. But we're going to keep the 12.30 bulletin regardless. Um, and if needs be, we might even go out twice a day. We might go out at night time in case people are missing their Celtic fix. And let's be honest, Russell, there's so much happening at the club at the moment. You probably could go out twice a day now. Uh, we were looking at uh, Colin Watt in the stadium there. 
who is going to be in the dugout at Celtic next season? Well, I think it's pretty obvious that Ange Postacoglu will be the new Celtic manager. Compensation has been agreed between Celtic and his club. Uh, personal terms, I'm sure, will be agreed. And then it's just a case of the 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 uh, licence issue with UEFA. Um, but you know, reading between the lines, I don't think that's a big issue because of what he's achieved in his managerial career. I remember the, the news breaking, Russell. I remember the kind of breaking Axon Bulletin on Monday. We're almost a week down the line. We've all read and uh, watched a lot of footage um, and reaction around the Postacoglu uh, move. What's your feelings now, now that the dust has settled a wee bit and we're maybe expecting an announcement maybe within the next week? Well, a bit like Neil Lennon this week, I'm going to take Lemmy's advice and I'm not going to back down, I'm going to double down. Uh, and, uh, basically, the way I see it is there's been just a like, lot Just of... like I did with the Mark Houston. That's <laughs> it, mate. Your mate Sparky. My mate Sparky, my big mate Sparky, eh? Uh, I, I think uh, with the post Chicago thing, it's been brilliant to hear from Australian journalists and things like that. Um, I've got to be honest, I did a wee bit of digging myself. I thought I was a wee bit maybe caught out on the Monday that I hadn't maybe done as much homework. But then the, the vibe I was getting from these pods was, hey, this guy's top 10 coach in the world and things like that, which I really found fascinating. So did a wee bit of research on it. And amazingly, not that I've listened to every Celtic podcast that's had someone based in Australia or expertise in Australian football. I've not listened to all of them. The ones I have listened to have all missed out his longest managerial stint. Mm. which actually came to after he'd won two titles in Australia. Bear in mind, though, he only finished first one of those two, which is another point I'll get to. But um, his longest stint as a manager was seven years with the Australia under-20s. This was him already a title winner, by the way, with the, in the A-League. Mm-hmm. And he failed to qualify for the World Cup twice. That includes defeats to Leosos, uh, Jordan and China, um, to name but a few countries way ranked below the Australian side. So um, he has definitely not has been successful as what's been made out. He's won four titles in the A-League, but what people need to remember is in the A-League, you finish, if you finish first, you win the Premiership title, okay? Mm-hmm. Now, that would be after your, you know, your, your round-robin of fixtures, like in the SPL. He's only done that twice out of his four titles. What actually happens is you go into a top six breakaway playoff system, which he has won four times right. which he's won sorry yeah, four times so that's where the number comes from but in terms of a replicate a, a, a reflective of the format we operate in in the SPL SPFL I should say um, he's only actually ever came top twice in Australia and once in Japan and the one in Japan took obviously flirted with relegation the year before that it took him a while to get that system sorted albeit extremely successful when it did and I think it's important that we balance that out um, also, his, his Champions League record, he went out to, who was it? Oh, it was like Shanghai Blue Wings or something like that. I believe that uh, in the last 16, um, they didn't even finish top of the South Korean League um, for entry to that. So, you know, um, you've got to admit that um, the, uh, you know, when the J-League champions, when the, the, A- the AFC Champions League, you would expect a bit better than the last 16. So, again, that doesn't fill me with confidence. That's his most recent campaign, remember. I believe he's third in the league this year, but albeit a few games in hand, but no guarantees there. I have got severe doubts about this. But for balance, 
I do remember you did a, a pod, Paul, um, one of the shows a few weeks ago, maybe a, maybe a couple of months back, and you said there was four names you believed to be in a shortlist, and that was Roy Keane, Maresca, Eddie Howe, and an unnamed person that no one has picked up on in the media or the newspapers whatsoever. My hope is that that name was Angie Postacoglu because that would then at least mean that, that you know they've done their, their, their homework on this guy for, for a few months at least. My Obviously, my concern is that this is all last-ditch panic attack sort of material and, and that's how it's came about. But, yeah, I mean... I, I, Look, I'll back him to the absolute tilt. He's a Celtic manager. The second you see him with a Celtic tie on, he gets your full support. But I don't think there's any point in dressing up and making it sound it's not. Well, I think uh, that that was a good rundown there, uh, Boise, because when you were asked to, to speak about him on Monday, I think there was a, a real knee-jerk reaction, not by you. I just think across the board there's a, there's a knee-jerk reaction because there had been a, a real feeling around the camp, around Celtic fans, many Celtic fans and actual listeners, that the Eddie Howe deal was it was a matter of time. Yeah. You know, we just felt it was a matter of time before the announcement would take place. Um, and there's a disappointment when that happens. And I think that uh, when you then go kind of left field, and, and it is, and it is left field, then, uh, you know, you're going to be met with some form of kind of derision. And I think it's taken a wee while for the Celtic fans to, to come to terms with that. Uh, not only the fact that we've missed out on who was undoubtedly the, the first choice, uh, but also the fact that, you know, let's find out a wee bit more about this guy. And we did have... Uh, Jared in from the Celts Down Under podcast this week. We are in discussions with uh, a coach over in Australia at the moment who hopefully will join us at some point in the next week or so who's worked with him and who can give us an insight, Russell, into his kind of psychology and uh, you know the culture that he's hopefully going to embed at Celtic. So we look on with interest, and thanks for bringing that up. I forgot I said that. There is another guy um, in the running who nobody knows who it is, and I'm like yourself, if it was Ange, then hopefully... You know, at the end of the day, it's one of these ones where you think it's a knee-jerk reaction. Surely we've been doing the groundwork and the homework on this. I think yeah. we've been caught a wee bit short when it comes to the UEFA licence, simply because we had taken the Eddie Howe deal right to that point, which, by the way, is unacceptable for a club like Celtic well, well, to put well, all the rest in that basket. Well, this is it, because if Ange, again, it was the, the, the fourth unknown name that no one's ever, you know, no one's even considered in the media or anything, on that shortlist X amount of months ago, surely you had to give D-Day to Howe a few weeks earlier than what we did, or however it's you know fallen apart. That had that decision had to be made as a yes or a no a few weeks prior because they surely knew this A license issue was going to crop up mm-hmm. if they go for Ange. So I think in that instance again, that is unacceptable, like you say, because we should not be opening up the Champions League qualifiers with um, with John Kennedy in charge, which. Yeah, I think it's going to be an inevitability, to be honest with you. It is looking more and more likely. Now, the team has been announced, Russell, so let's have a wee look at the Celtic women's team. Um, Chloe Logan, Chloe Craig, Lisa Robertson, Sarah Ewans. You're a big fan of Sarah Ewans, aren't you? Kelly Clark, Kate Nicholson, London Pollard, new signing, Anna Philby. Chloe Warrington, Tegan Bowie, who is a young up-and-coming left-back, one to watch today. And McAllister. Now, I've got to say, someone can maybe clarify, is it Rebecca McAllister or Paige McAllister? It only comes up on the Twitter 
as McAllister now on the bench. We've got Donaldson, McEnany, Graham, Potter, Burchill and Terry. Um, so still no Tiergarden. Russell, who is more or less the star player in the team. She obviously went back to the States to get married. Um, so we are going to have to do it without one of the star players. But that's the team announced. I mean, it's one of these ones, yeah. It'd be great if uh, uh, we had pushed, the men's team had pushed, uh, you know, the league leaders to the last day of the season. Nowhere yeah. near it. Nowhere near it, Russell, as we are yeah. uh, today with the women's team. But that does take me on to something else that I cannot do a Celtic broadcast without bringing up. Neil Lennon's comments that uh, appeared in the Times yesterday. Much has been said, I'm sure, all week on the bulletin. This will be discussed. I don't want to take away the shine from the women's team and their potential league title win today, Russell. But let's have a wee chat about Neil Lennon's contempt. That's all I can call it. Contempt for a Celtic support. Don't back down. Double down. That is all he's doing is completely doubling down. Um, he's in denial um, there's no two ways about that he's rewriting history in a way that is firstly aloof when he says I beat Lazio I find that this week on the marketers report Patrizio Spagnoletto global chief marketing officer direct to consumer for Warner Brothers Discovery weighs in on building trust Trust is a really hard thing to build and a really easy thing to destroy. And we have to be very respectful about that. Our partnership with iHeart has really helped us build that trust and that relationship with the on-air talent. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the data you need to grow. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. Astonishing way to describe the, the victory in Lazio. You know, and, and again, there's no balance. There's no... I accept the results against, you know, Cluj, etc. Mm. weren't good enough. There's no acknowledgement of that. It's all about, well, I won 21 medals when I, when I was there. That, again, is self-indulgence. There's talks about how can I be a dinosaur when I'm at 49. As if anyone is being ageist or anything like that. We're talking about dinosaur in terms of your management style. It's prehistoric. Yes. And it is. And I'll tell you who isn't. Fran Alonso. You know what I mean? That is how to manage a team. And do you know what? Dinosaur at times does him, you know, does him a favour because I don't even think we were getting that at times. I thought there was a great tweet I got and it was a message saying, do you remember he started Christie again up front after, was it the Sarajevo match when he'd thrown the whole team under the bus and he says everyone wanted to leave? Ferenc Faros, well, yep. It wasn't Aye. just Christie. He started the same start in 11. Aye, he did. Now, that is a man who is trying to prove he got it right that night and we were unlucky and expected us to win. Put yourself before Celtic with that team, team line-up for me as well. And and again, I just can't believe the way he's talking about new breeds of fans, etc. This is not a new breed of fans, it's a universal fan base, Neil, that wanted you to leave. And that, I don't take any pleasure in that, but I, I really didn't at the time. And now I feel like, well, actually, it shows that you would have turned on us just as quick as perhaps sections of the support turned on yourself. Yeah, you know, when it came out, Russell, uh, for reasons you and I both know, I wasn't surprised. I wasn't surprised at what he said. Um, but when I look at that and I think to myself, you know, what does Celtic Football Club actually represent? You know, what does it mean? And when I look at it, I'm a wee bit older than yourself, Russell. And, you know, I'm not going to sit here and say this person's an uber Celt because they've been watching Celtic for this length of time. You're a Celtic fan. That's the bottom line of it, right? And you can't start calling people a new breed, an old breed. I mean, you look at me, I certainly can't be called a new breed. And 
with regards to that, I know for a fact that he is referring to people like me who run Celtic podcasts, and that's a fact. Uh, we are part of the new breed that he's referring to, Russell. Um, yep. He's also referring to the people who turned up at the stadium with banners. So, you know, this is the same, let's say, the same Green Brigade who have been very vocal about the changes they want at Celtic Park, right? The same Green Brigade that Neil Lennon made a point of going over to time and time again with trophy after trophy after trophy. So they are now the new breed. They've not, you know, they're not the same. You're right. They're not the same breed as they were back then because it doesn't suit Neil Lennon's narrative. So when I look at this, I, I, it takes me back to that famous quote from Tommy Burns. Um, they're there and they're always there. And it's so, so true, right? And God bless every one of them. That's what Tommy Burns said. And I yep. think about his affinity with the Celtic support. Uh, now, this is a man who was sacked by Celtic, refused to leave out the side door, came out the front door with his head held high. He oh. came back and he is so revered within the Celtic support. That's class. That's a different class. That's a different breed of Celtic manager that we're referring to there, Russell. So when you're looking at uh, what Neil Lennon has said, he is basically trying to set the narrative for his next managerial appointment. He's got the new PR agency on telling him how he's going to pitch this when he's speaking to the Times or whoever was to come up for the next interview. But what Celtic and Neil Lennon need to realise is that Celtic Football Club is that about the fans. It's the fans that are the only constant when it comes to Celtic. So the players come and go, managers come and go, board members come and go, you know, <laughs> kit suppliers, sponsors, you know, these things come and go, Russell. The one constant at Celtic Football Club is people like you and me and everybody who's tuning in today and everybody who tunes in during the week, Celtic exactly. supporters. And you don't start to say this one is more of a Celtic fan than that one. I know people who go home and away to Europe. I know people who can't. And that could be through finance. It could be through really? work commitments. It could be through their family, you know, um, at the end of the day, Russell, you're a Celtic fan, and that's the bottom line. And for Neil Lennon to try and create division is, for me, it's a bad, bad move. He's obviously burnt a lot of bridges in doing that. But you know, my biggest worry is it's actually giving you a wee insight into the culture that existed at Celtic Park. I hope that that culture will change with the incoming Dominic Mackay. And I use the word incoming because I know officially he doesn't start as a CEO until the 1st of July, yeah. Russell. But this, for me, was uh, basically confirming my greatest fears about the way that Celtic, and I'm going to use them as, as, as a collection, Celtic, and I'm talking about the boardroom and the managerial side of it, viewed a section of the support. We're all Celtic fans. You can't then, you know, be secular and say, right, that new breed, don't like them. That breed, they're all right because they don't question us. Every one of you, no matter what breed you're in, give us your money. You can't do that. Yeah, absolutely. And the new breed thing about uh, referring to podcasts and things, what that actually means is I don't like extra scrutiny on me. Mm -hmm. I do not like people pulling me up. I do not like eyes and ears everywhere on well, every every happening at Celtic, I like it when I'm only getting judged by those those above me. I don't like people daily going on podcasts and critically analysing the team. This was never about you know abuse. This was never about being nasty to Neil Lennon as a person. He can't take criticism. That is what it all boils down to. And is now coming up with terms like new breeders. It's petty. It's sad, and and it's disappointing. Now, there was a bit of a mic drop moment uh, during the week there and I laughed out loud uh, at Venus Williams when she was asked about uh, criticism, 
and how she deals with criticism. And it's a tremendous interview. Um, she says it with a straight face, quite rightly, and I'm pretty sure it'll be a meme forevermore. But the one bit was, no matter what you say or what you write, you'll never light a candle to me. And uh, she's spot on. Nobody that asks her questions or writes about her can play tennis like her. Right, so that's great. That's an inbuilt kind of attitude that you've got yeah. and a focus to your game. Right, but the people that are writing about her aren't her fans, aren't buying uh, Venus Williams season tickets you know so yeah. I love the attitude I love that ballsiness right and you've got to have that I think if you're at the top you're very top of your, your field Russell not just in your sports field but in business you, you know you, we both know uh, many many people who have got that kind of that one way kind of thought process that focus and that's tremendous that's not what we were getting from Neil Lennon all we were getting from Neil Lennon was contempt and I'll tell you I think that that self-preservation as well Paul Self-preservation. He's looking on onto his next job. Look what I achieved in December. Two months later, I'm gone. Wasn't it quite like that, Neil? Wasn't it quite yeah, like it's that? It's rewriting history, Paul. It's, it's unbelievable, and I just don't understand where he's getting the 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 the, the place and the standing to to do these interviews, feeling like worthy to do that on the back of a car crash of a season, you know, and then to say an unhealthy obsession with ten in a row. Says the guy. Try to get my two hands on the screen. Doing this to the fans as long as two seasons ago, not even the year we won uh, nine in a row, in the eight in a row year, he was he was giving the ten fingers to the fans. So, look, he's changing it to suit his own agenda as he likes, and that's good for him. If he thinks it's going to get him a new job, though, I actually think the interview will spectacularly backfire because I think boardrooms now will be looking at going, it'll just be toxic. It'll yeah. just end up toxic. Absolutely. Now, I'll tell you what, in, in a short few months, Fran Alonso has inspired you and your dress sense. Uh, Neil Lennon never did that in all the time he was at the club. <laughs> Boise, um, no. we know the team. One last wee bit before we go, because I think that as the action starts, we will focus obviously on the women's performance at halftime and at full time. Um, but we have seen on Twitter, on the Celtic uh, on the Celtic Twitter online, um, the news at the Hoops Bar is facing closure. Now, obviously, down at the Gallagate, uh, you go there pre-match, you go there post-match. I've, I've admitted this before, I normally drive to the games in the Gallagate and going for a few sherbets down there is normally a banned thing if I'm going to the Barrowlands. But the Hoops Bar are in financial trouble. They're set up a crowdfunder, we're going to fully support it. Boise, we're going to go out and we're going to visit the bar. We're going to visit the bar on Tuesday. We're going to get a wee video um, with the owner in there and we're going to push it as much as we possibly can to try and raise as much cash as possible. I we could do that, actually. Like that, sure there. We could relive the Vida Reseth and Kenny Dalgleish press conference from the Hoops Bar. Hope we love that. If Sell a little tickets. helps, let's do it. Sell tickets. Let's do Axel live from the Hoops Bar. There's a shout. <sighs> Listen, that's that a great shout. I like that. I like that shout. Who's up for it? Who would who would buy some tickets? All proceeds going to the bar. Right, let's talk about that a wee bit later, Russell. But uh, we will be supporting them as much as we possibly can because, you know, there's nothing like uh, going down to the Garrigate before the games. I'm, I guess if I ever have any guests over, that's where I take them. 
boys say yeah. for a game I go down there um, got some German friends who come over St Pauli fans they come over that's where I take them because it's part of the kind of pre-match the typical pre-match that people would expect when they come to a Celtic game uh, so yeah we're going to fully support the Hoops Bar and push hopefully that total figure they're needing 30 odd grand at the moment they're about a tenth of the way uh, towards that so we'll keep pushing we that as well help. Russell we will help we prediction for today's game before we go I think it'll be a comfortable 3-0 for Celtic over to the other side let's do it (laughs) let's do it we'll keep an eye on the other game as well and I'll see you at half time thanks for everybody tuning in on Facebook YouTube and Twitter and we will see you with Colin and hopefully Natasha at half time Media gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. Sports Social Podcast Network. 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 Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, full work limited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.